So I'm going to give a guided meditation now. And uh, I think we, as Antutsuk and I have been touching on, on uh, the, what's called the four foundations of mindfulness, which is you know, the basic template for getting to know yourself. And it's the first foundation is body. The second foundation is feeling. The third foundation is mind states. And the fourth foundation is phenomena. For example, today I spoke about the five hindrances, which, you know, you can experience each of the hindrances in all four foundations, for example. You know, if there's, let's say, the hindrance of ill will is present, you know, like a feeling of emotion of anger, for example, you you feel it in the body most likely as heat and as a form of contraction. In terms of feeling, you're know, all over feeling, it might you might experience it as unpleasant. Sometimes anger you know, can feel for a very short time pleasant until you know you have been doing something and then most often it feels unpleasant afterwards. Or if you're sitting and fuming with anger, it's an unpleasant all over feeling. And then the mind state would be, or the flavor of the mind would be, you know, there would be ill will present. And in terms of, of uh, phenomena, you, you could, you know, see, for example, the five hindrances is, is a list of five different phenomena. And ill will would be, yeah, or the uh, hindrance of aversion is one of those. So, you know, one hindrance you can experience on four different levels. And, you know, that's what the Buddha has been um, coming up with, you know, in order to give us a, a framework so that we don't get lost in the anger, but we have, you know, different ways of, of looking at it. And through that, you know, we can we have more chance, you know, to not get sucked into it. It's like having, you know, having like something to hold on. You know, if you, let's say you're looking at something like a waterfall or something, in order not to fall down, you have like something to hold on and then you can really, you can really look into the depths of it without, you know, tumbling down. Because these, you know, strong emotions, they can feel like a waterfall sometimes or like a tsunami or an earthquake, you know, they can be so kind of, they can shake us up very deeply and then when it's over, it's over again. And then we can't imagine how could that have happened, but it's already happened. <laughs> so it's, it's a framework to support us to stay conscious. And now I'm just going to guide us through the first three, just to give you a taste. So we're just starting you know, by finding a posture which we can sustain for 40 minutes. And then we just start with the first foundation, which is just simply coming into the body. Which means, you know, instead of kind of being up here in the mind and thinking about what you had for lunch and, you know, what you're going to do after this sit and what you forgot to take care of at home and it's hot, it's cold, all of those things. Instead of thinking about all of that, you're just coming into the body. And just... 
body sitting and breathing in and breathing out. And the mind, you know, is resting on the body like the body is resting on the cushion. It's very simple. So the body is our anchor. Because the body is always in the present moment. The body can't be in the past or in the future. The body is always where it is right now. And just allow the mind to rest on the body. But just taking in that whole experience of body sitting and breathing in and breathing out naturally. doesn't have to do any special breathing method or anything. Just let it do its job. It knows how to breathe. Yeah, and that is the main practice. So that's our foundation, the first foundation. And then, you know, we sometimes step away from that into other foundations. But then we always come back to it again as the main abiding place for the mind. Yeah, and whenever you notice the mind wanders off into thinking about something, if it's just like a short distraction, like you know, you walk down the street and somebody walks by and you say hi and just keep on walking like that. Don't shake hands or start a conversation. Just say hi and just keep going. And then sometimes, you know, we get really drawn in. High is not enough. So then it's really important to, if we can't just let it go, then we have to take an interest. So, you know, if we get hijacked by a thought, that means, you know, we are gotten into one of the five hindrances which I spoke about today. But if we manage to just stay with the body as our main meditation object, just the whole body sitting and breathing in and breathing out. And then yesterday, Ayasantusika was guiding us into uh, the element meditation, which is also like a, a meditation um, guidance, you know, on the first foundation of mindfulness, by looking at the body in terms of the four elements earth, which is solidity, which we can experience, you know, in, for example, the hardness of the teeth or the hardness of the fingernails. The fluidity or the wetness of the mouth. The heat, the warmth on the palms of the hands. 
and the air element, the breath coming in and out. That's also a way of working with the first foundation of mindfulness. It's very, very simple, but very profound. So, for example, you know, you could sit the whole hour just, you know, being with the main object, the body sitting and breathing, and then maybe going into the elements for, like, say, 10, 15 minutes, and then coming back to the main practice again. That's a way, you know, how we can work with the first foundation of mindfulness. For example, when the meditation gets a bit dull, you need a little bit more input, you can do the elements and then you just come back again to the main object, which is just simply body sitting and breathing in and breathing out. And when you do the, the elements, you can just start on the top of the head and scan down the body to the toes, you know, and look for earth element. And then you scan up again, look for water element. And scan down again, heat. And then scan up again, air. And then come back again to the whole body, breathing in and breathing out. And that's a way you know, to really come fully into the body and, and feel, feel the aliveness of this body. You know, you're coming together of so many things, the food, the air, the sun, the rain, so many Causes and conditions coming together, forming this body, keeping it alive. And then the next foundation of mindfulness is feeling. And then feelings are real, very good messengers of impermanence because the feelings are constantly changing, and you know, like the weather. And also, feeling is you know the second foundation of mindfulness is interface between the body and the mind because you know how the body feels, we experience it in the mind. The feelings are experienced in the mind. So, for example, you know, when you're breathing in, it's most likely a neutral feeling for most people. This is why we're not noticing it usually. But when we can't breathe, then we start to notice it as unpleasant. While we are breathing, it's all, we are not aware. 
And then we can also become aware of how the whole body feels. You know, starting from the head, just scanning down, does it feel pleasant, unpleasant or neutral? And just paying attention to that. Starting on the top of the head and slowly scanning down over the face, the back of the head, and just looking pleasant, unpleasant or neutral. And it's not easy, you know, to stay with that because it's, it's rather boring, you know. Or if you have a strong, unpleasant feeling, the mind wants to straight go to that place. So meditation is really about training the mind to be able to pay attention to that which isn't very entertaining, really. And that refines the mind. And enables the mind, you know, to kind of become sharp and to be able to notice nuances. Preparing the mind for insight, really. So just simply being aware of the feeling tone in the present moment. Pleasant, unpleasant or neutral. By either you know, taking the whole body or by scanning over the body, up and down, top of the head to the toes and back up. And if you feel a little bit drowsy you know, after the meal, please open your eyes or maybe stand up, that's fine too. Maybe, you know, feeling the food in the stomach, how it's kind of now it's getting digested and energy is produced out of the food and sent everywhere in the body. So that can make us tired. That's just how it is. Nothing, you know, you're not, not, not doing anything wrong here. And again, you know, if the distractions is only short, just shortly think about something, just come back again to the scanning, you know, the feeling, or come back to the main practice again, which is just simply mind resting on the body, breathing. So just remembering, and whenever you notice that your mind wanders off, that's a moment of mindfulness. And just noticing, you know, the all-over feeling of the body, is it? 
pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral. And it also is a change. Usually, you know, if you sit in a posture long enough, it starts to get painful. This is just how it is. To have a body is the same as to have pain. There's always some pain involved with having a body. And if we sit doing too long in, in, a, in a certain position, it just starts to get painful. So the first foundation is foundation of body, feeling, and then the third one is mind states. So as I said before, you know, feelings are felt in the mind. And besides, you know, being aware of what we feel, we can also become conscious, you know, of the state of the mind, which is experiencing a feeling. And we can you know, notice, for example, what is absent or present in that mind state currently. Is there desire, anger, or delusion and distraction? Those three qualities, you know, we can notice if they are present or absent right now. And that's mindfulness of mind. That's the third foundation. And, you know, there's no kind of clear-cut, you know, um, distinction lines between those four foundations of mindfulness. They all kind of, you know, intermingle, but kind of, you know, we can distinguish which one we are looking at currently. And if there's none of those three qualities present, if there's no desire, no anger, and no, no delusion present right now, that's a moment, as we spoke about, you know, since yesterday, a taste of the clear mind, the taste of the luminous mind, just free from any of the hindrances, free from any of the disturbances, just a mind without any coloring, just the simplicity of an open mind, luminous mind, and just noticing that, rejoicing in that.
Yeah, by noticing it, you know, we can make much of it and we can strengthen the, the recognition, strengthen, you know, that connection with this way of opening. You know, according to our characters, we have certain grooves in the mind, you know, which we can easily kind of get into. Like one person is more inclined towards, you know, ill will, another person is maybe more inclined towards sensual desire, another person more inclined towards, you know, being distracted. And through, you know, through the meditation we get to know ourselves. And you know, whenever none of those three qualities are present, when none of those three qualities are coloring awareness, then we have this taste of Nibbana again and again and again. Every moment you are conscious of it. When there's basically nothing between quote-unquote you and your experience, when it's just simply what it is, without any added flavors. It's very, very simple. It's very immediate. And because of that, it escapes us very easily if we do not pay attention to it intentionally. And it is a foretaste of the goal of the practice. The simplicity of isness, really, without any extras. And as I said, you know, already yesterday, it's an acquired taste. It doesn't, you know, it's not particularly kind of great fireworks or anything. It's just what it is. But it's, it's a, you know, a taste which grows on us if we cultivate our capacity to be affected by it. Because you know, our minds are, very, are quite coarse because we are used to really loud things and big things and colorful and all of those. So the mind is relatively coarse and needs to be trained, you know, to come down from that, you know, addiction to intensity. So it is able to recognize the subtlety of and the depths of the present moment. And that the Noble Eightfold Path is all about, you know, supporting us in that endeavor, really, to tune in and to be really fully here. And the, the third foundation of mindfulness you know, mindfulness of mind states, we become aware of what we are bringing to the situation, you know, the lens we are looking through, 
a lens of anger, a lens of desire, a lens of delusion, distraction. Because if we are not aware of that, then we project that onto our experience. And then what we, you know, what we see is, is not the way things are, but we just see our own mind state reflected back. And that's you know, why we all probably notice you know, that there are certain experiences we have to relive again and again and again until we have understood. Because we start to notice, you know, what we are bringing to the situation. Starting to take responsibility, you know, for our own minds. And that, in a third foundation, mindfulness of mind states can be very, very helpful, you know, in daily life to be able to, to quickly check in, you know. For example, you come to a meeting and you quickly check in, how do I feel? And then, you know, what do I bring? Is my mind contracted and averse, you know, of going into that meeting? Or is my mind kind of, kind of spaced out because I don't want to really be here? So just knowing that can really help you, you know, to be a bit be more skillful. So mindfulness of mind states is very helpful, you know, in community, in, in groups. Be a very good uh, way of uh, checking in with yourself. It's a very practical way of... Uh, bringing another meditation practice into your daily life. And then, you know, after we've done the checking in, we come back again to the main object, which is just the body (coughs) sitting and breathing in and breathing out and resting the mind on the body like the body is resting on the cushion. the body as a kind of combination of the four elements. And our tool for, you know, being in this human realm and having something for the mind to rest on. Then the feelings, you know, as an interface between the body and the mind, telling us, you know, how the body is right now, pleasant, unpleasant, or neutral. 
you know, how the body experiences the situation currently. It's like a snapshot. And then the third foundation, the flavor, the mind state, you know, which is the lens through which we are looking at experience right now. And we don't have to change anything, it's just knowing what it is. And if the mind is not flavored or influenced by any of those qualities, such as desire, aversion or distraction, then we have a taste of the luminous mind, which is just being with what is as it is without projecting anything on top of it. Then that's a very subtle, blissful moment or moments, a taste of the goal of the practice, the simplicity of just this, Whenever we can and have a taste of that, it's a subtle joy which you know, permeates the practice. It doesn't, you know, in the beginning, it, we have to be really, really carefully turning and noticing it, but then over time, through paying attention, it becomes more, uh, um, what's the word, more pronounced, maybe. But just, you know, acquainting ourselves with it. And recognizing that, you know, is part of the practice. Taking the goal as the, or taking the fruit as the path, you can say, you know, taking the goal of the path as a skillful means on the path.
And by, as I was guiding us before through those first three foundations of mindfulness, that's a skillful way you know, of giving the mind something to do, a little bit something to do, and then always coming back to the main practice, which is just simply being, you know, being aware of the body sitting and breathing in and breathing out. But because that's sometimes you know, not enough and then the mind goes into thinking because it needs something to play with. So rather than letting it you know, go to the hindrances, we give it something supportive to play with, such as you know, looking at those foundations of mindfulness. And then you know, the mind has played a little bit and then it's capable again to just stay open without needing anything to contract around. That's this taste of the luminous mind. And then the mind gets kind of itchy again, needs to do something, wants to think about something, rather than allowing it to stray into the hindrances, play with one of the three foundations of mindfulness I was just speaking about. It's a wholesome way of anchoring the mind. And at the same time, you know, giving it opportunity for insight. Keeping it out of trouble, so to say. Like, you know, if you give a little child, give it a toy rather than letting it kind of go into the cupboards and pull out everything. Give it a little toy to play with. So the body sitting and breathing in and breathing out is the main abiding for the mind. You know, the mind resting on the body like the body resting on the cushion. And then we can make little excursions, you know, in the other foundations of mindfulness and always come back again and again to the main object. Or, you know, you can for a whole session just be with the elements, Whatever you know is suitable for you, it's it's a toolbox, and you can choose, you know, what you want to use, and then put it back in the box, and put it out later. It's not a system, you know. You you don't have to do it a particular way. You just apply the tools as you see fit for yourself. body, feeling, and mind states.
just you know simply knowing there is a body that's the first foundation knowing how this body feels pleasant unpleasant or neutral is the second foundation and knowing you know what you're bringing by flavor of your mind right now is the third foundation is there aversion is there desire is there distraction delusion in the mind or not You know, if, if none of those three are present, then the mind is just luminous. Then, you know, we have a taste of that resting place. A taste of Nibbana. Like a little sample. temporary liberation, how it's called in the scriptures, just for a moment. And as Antusika will speak more about this tonight, we have like another session of group practice discussions please look on the lists outside and there will be gentle yoga and walking meditation and then uh, we're going to ring the bell again at 3.35 and meet in here again at 3.45 thank you Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.